Amanda Tierra from Indianapolis, Indiana, and you're listening to Johnny Zebro's Fantasy Football Podcast. Check it out. Let's call it Bowers. What What's up, good? Bro? What's good? It's your boy DJ Avo, and this is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast bonus episode. Let's go! <laughs> As you can see, we have DJ Avo live in effect. I don't think his internet is messing up. What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. This is a bonus episode. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. You got Dynasty Bro Vic. What's up, everybody? And, and our names are on here. Seeing how we have some fire-ass guests today pointing that out, man. So, look, let's just get straight to it. Introduce you guys. Glad to have you on. Look, we're going to get Dan the ass wave. Damon the one. Do something cool. I don't want to tell you wave. What is, what is that? <laughs> no idea. I said do something cool. I know that's funny so look we have a fire episode we got fire guests today first of all thank you guys for coming on man how you guys doing Good, man. Thanks for having us. Uh, I can't speak for Damon himself because I still have hair a little bit, but we appreciate you guys letting us come out and show a little oh. hardware. Damon, where your ring at first? Where your ring hey, at? It's okay. in the closet. No, my <laughs> ring got stolen. <laughs> it got stolen before he was out of college. <laughs> Damn. All right. Now we, so, uh, go ahead. Now I was going to say, one of you guys, whoever is the most important, y'all can decide this right now. Explain, <laughs> explain what you guys have going on. Explain your podcast. Explain yourselves to us before we dig into some dialogue so we can give our fans some more cool shit about you guys. Well, we, we don't have an upper hand. <laughs> We're partners. Dan and I both, we've been friends for over 10 years. Uh, we love sports. We've always sat around and, you know, drank beer, take shots and talk sports. One day we decided to, uh, hey, man, let's start a podcast. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of how we did it. And then we tried to mull around different type of names. And then he mentioned something, you know, we just, we just give people, you know, the black and white of sports. So... That's how we were born. And so we've been doing it for about two and a half years now. And, you know, in this black and white sports, we we have a network we're trying to build. You know, uh, we have a couple of different programs that we put on. We have ourselves, we do black and white uh, sports, which is more like a sports center type type deal. We cover all sports, you know, whatever's hot in the news or whatever is subject to chat material. That's what we cover. And then we have another show that we produce as well, which is Checkers and Wreckers. And it's a racing show. Um, it's his brother, uh, Tommy How Tommy Boy, Sean Stevens, and then his partner, Howdy. I'm mixing everybody's names up. <laughs> You're bombing this right now. <laughs> You're bombing these names. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and then we got uh, Chris Hyatt, who is Howdy, his, uh, AKA is Howdy. And those guys do 
nothing but racing. Um, and it's pretty phenomenal. Their following is just outstanding. They cover everything that the wheels that you can race. We even dabble into the iRacing scene. They have a channel, CWTV, where they broadcast different iRacing leagues. So, I mean, we're just trying to cover all kinds of sports and just give the people just something that's just not so, uh, let's just say, up and down in sports. We like to play around with it. Exactly. That's what's up, man. We had the chance to come on you guys' podcast, and that shit was fun, man. So we had to repay the favor, man, and got some things in the works. So I'm excited about the future going forward. And, and I'm not going to lie, I had my own reasons of why it was called Black and White Sports, and I'm, I'm just... Hey. Guy. I mean, I was the one who was late. <laughs> I got the Scully. I like the Scully, man. I mean, it's got to be obvious too, you know. <laughs> yeah, this right. is getting so hot. I just, I really wanted to wear it, but man, it's getting hot up here, honestly. And it, it's fabulous because I got my hair cut over the weekend. Ooh, oh, God. Why? Did you do so it just good. This shit was starting to curl up back in. I was like, nah. Hey, he trying to show the hairline, trying to be slick. I, I know, man. She getting on those ball, folks, man. That's what he's doing. That was that was a chess move. I ain't mad at it. Okay. Man, I can't help it. There we go. All right, so look, we have a fire episode. We're going to take a break from the fantasy football for one week. Get into this Jordan doc, man. I'm pretty sure everybody was tuned in for the most part. You know, I was. I know you guys was. So, Give us a chance to dive deep into it, man, because it was very interesting, man. So what we're going to do is, before we get into that, every time we have our guests on, we like to go over resumes. Fantasy football resume, real-life resume. So I hope you both are ready and got some prepared. I don't care if it's, look, I never played. I don't care. I need to know something. So I don't know. Who wants to start? Flip a coin. Let's. You know what? No, I'm going to go first because I already know <laughs> – I already know the ass has an Al Bundy story waiting on it. So I'm going to go ahead and get my little bit out. Uh, I am not a football guy. I'm very knowledgeable in the sport of football, but I'm not the player. I played okay. a little bit as, as the young as a young guy. If you can see it in the background, I'm a Steeler fan. So that was the first team that I came acquainted with because that's who I played with at the boys club. So I dibble dabbled. I stopped playing eighth grade. Uh, I got hit. And that's all I needed to know. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> bro. I like the I like the controlled environment, temperature sports. So yeah. I stuck with that. Message. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's yeah, that's real life football, man. Have you ever had the chance to dabble in fantasy yet? I have played fantasy, kinda. We had a, a fantasy league. I say <laughs> one, two years ago, bro. I signed up, went through the whole thing, got the, got the squad. I'm all in it, trade this, move that. Three weeks in, six weeks in, I didn't even open the damn thing. <laughs> One of those guys, man. Hey, man, I I get it. I get it. It's one of those things where you, you got to be entertained. You got to want to do it. Or if not, it's going to seem like a fucking job and it shouldn't have to. So I get it, man. I get it. Hopefully, we can turn that around. The more we be around each other, hopefully, me and Vic can turn that around. So, 
Maybe right. I can be an assistant coach or something. Yeah, man, Koji GM. Me and Vic Koji GM a lot of leagues together. We're at the point where we got too many leagues going on. We got to co-manage some, so. Hey, we can't co-DM too many, though. I'm kind of, you know, getting tired of this dude, man. I like to move freely with my teams, but, you know, having a check, so. Hey, we be butting heads, and Vic just, he be like, I can chill, I'm patient. But soon as something happens, like it's our turn to draft, <laughs> that patience goes out the fucking window. He's all antsy. He's doing shit without checking in. I'm like, dude, I thought we was making a pick together. Vic just impatient, man. Hey, Cooper Cup's gone. Next year, you know, we got a first-round pick next year, though. <laughs> bro, we, we straight, bro. We good. If you knew the backstory behind that, Dan, you would have an ass comment to say to him, and I wish you did right now. You got, I'm sorry, you got, I'm doing some back behind the scenes stuff. I always do for the first like five minutes of the show, trying to help us all out. I just know that they. <laughs> okay, look, okay, Dan, your turn. Oh, oh it's my okay. turn. Okay. Explain, explain your football resume, man. Give me your football resume since you're showing off that pinky bling. Well, I started in second grade, you know, I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I played uh, I, I played in the South Deanery League down in uh, the Catholic schools on the south side of Indianapolis. And then I went to um, a very, very challenged school now in Ron College. <laughs> and challenged. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this is parental advisory, right? <laughs> I played a lot worse, but I'm really not going to. All I know is, I, no, I played... Uh, Ron Colley, defensive end, offensive line, linebacker a little bit. Um, okay. Senior year, 15-0. Us and Ben Davis were the first two teams in the state to do that. And we did it by going down to Cincinnati and playing Anthony Munoz's coach team in Cincinnati Moeller that we went up against Mike Munoz in that game. Mind you, we beat them at their field. Okay. Mm. Mm. Bam, right. I love the sound effect. That was the first time. Uh, okay. He the sound effect guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damon doesn't seem to like your resume. Why is that? Why because, is that? Because I played in a non-climatized sport. <laughs> He's got to go to the gym to stay warm. He can't get cold and wet. Hey, it's, it's warm in the summer. <laughs> You see what I got put up with, folks? That's just funny. I mean, no, I'm sorry, man. That ground hurt when it's like 30 degrees outside, man. I'm, ooh, I'm you get used big. to it, man. Okay, here, I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell you like a story. That. I'm going to tell you a real quick story about football. When it's right. really cold and it's snowing and raining, cold, whatever, you got to pee. You piss your pants because your oh, legs Lord. will stay warm for about 10 minutes. I never pissed my pants, bro. I waited time. I did several times. Some dudes do that, though. Guys who don't. Hey, I know some. Guys who, hold on, hold on. Guys who don't what, Vic? <laughs> I ain't going to finish that. Yeah, I just know guys, I my time. guys that don't give a shit about oh, a oh, stain on their football pants. Yeah, that's me. He sounds like the guy one on my team if I was a coach, man. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Give him the ball. Right. You don't want to tackle that. Okay, so look, <laughs> you got you got a ring in real life football, man. Yep. Do you have any history in fantasy football at all? I got a ring in fantasy. 
Ooh. Oh, I've been playing since like 2009, 2010. Um, started with a, a one league, obviously. Got up to four leagues one year, and honestly, it's like, nah, I can't do this. I can't stay focused with all four leagues. So I went down yeah. to two, um, pay league and a non-pay league. I won the pay league the first season we played, and uh, yeah, so I could have a second ring on my finger, like. Damon doesn't, but you know. Oh my gosh, so many shots. See, so see I won't go let him take those shots because I can't back up my hardware, but I really can. My ring, my uh, national, well, my junior college conference championship ring was stolen when my house was robbed in my 20s. Ah. So my ring was taken. So I can have some people that was on that team be like Flash and Bleed that we had, but I mean, if you ain't got it on you, you can't really talk about it. So I'm gonna let him have it. I'm just let him get it. But best believe <laughs> that confused the ring for my son to be put right back in his uh, second class. Message: I didn't never lose the cathedral, homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this sounds like real beef, Vic. And do, bro. Oh no, Ron you... Kelly and Cathedral is one of the biggest hey, rivalries hey, in the city. Yeah. Man, our beef is college. Well, yeah. <laughs> Look behind him. He's got shit stains on his wall. Damn. <laughs> oh, my hey. God. Hey, that beat the shit out of him last year. Remember? Remember that ass over y'all took? That you can't yep. redeem for 13 years? That's right. What's your team, Dan? Dan? Irish. Go Irish. Where's okay. Cam at? <laughs> he ain't here, man, but yeah. Shout out to the Notre Dame Irish. And Chase Claypool. Yeah, Chase Claypool. Yeah, That's my guy. Beat that ass last year. Beat that ass. <laughs> we got to give you one out of five. Since, since you in hibernation for 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, look. we. Got... Oh, man. I like that. All right. So, look. What we're about to do is transition into the main topic, man. And, uh. We'll break this down. We'll give we'll give Vic the chance to narrate this and uh, take lead. You know, try to steer hold because you know, it's a lot of guys. We want to make sure we get all our points out, man. So, Vic, you got the stage, man. Take it away right now. All right, man. So, of course, you know, we just wrapped up the Jordan doc. Hopefully, everyone had a chance to check it out um, over these past five weeks. Um, so, really, man, we're just here to kind of just break down some key moments, um, you know, things that we learned, some critiques. You know, talk about who we think the GOAT is in our opinion. But at the end of the day, we're just here to have a organic dialogue and uh, pretty much, you know, give guys a chance to just to kind of share, share their opinion on, you know, what they saw. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go round table. Um, so first, we're going to start with a key highlight, key moment that stuck out. So, Damien, I'm going to start with you. Um, a lot of great moments happen. Let's, let's touch on a key moment that stuck out to you during the doc. Um, I'm going to go off off topic well on topic off topic for a minute with that one of the key highlights that stuck out to me is to unfold the impact that nike had i mean that mike had on nike that's that's what really really got me because you know how powerful and how just enormous nike is right now with their hand and just about everything legal and illegal zion williamson but um oh man <laughs> <laughs> but um you know the fact that jordan only made roughly around 90 million 
from his basketball career. And to this date, right only ninety million. <laughs> yeah, I froze it. Damn, it really seconds. did. For two seconds, I didn't think he was frozen. I thought he was just holding <laughs> I thought he was like doing that too. That happened to me just a little bit ago when my shit went out. I don't know what happened. I was like, that was a hell of a hole. I don't know. He might. Nope. I was going to say, was he was impressive. looking pretty, pretty statue. <laughs> that shit was impressive. He's coming back. No man. shit. <laughs> I'm back, but we'll see. That was talent. All right, let's let's pivot, pivot to Dan. We'll, we'll come back to Dan. Something that stuck out to me, honestly, obviously, I'm a little uh, biased because I wasn't a Bulls fan. Obviously, being... You know, let's see, in 93, I'm 11 years old, so I do remember all those battles and stuff. But, the, you know, 90, 98 with the Pacers, man. I mean, you bring that team out, that was the only thing stopping the Pacers from their first title. And the lockout was what happened to the second title. The third title is the Miles at the Palace. So we should technically have three. But one of the most one of the the craziest things I saw in that was after the Bulls beat the Pacers and you're back you're backstage you're back wherever in the locker rooms and the hallways Larry Bird yes Michael Jordan meet up each other and he looks at him and (laughs) says you bitch fuck you fuck you (laughs) hey thanks for saying it man I'm glad you didn't censor that out (laughs) what I mean this is I should should I have Oh, oh no. no. Okay. Hell no. I mean, I'll go off the show and you, you say yeah, fuck yeah. more than I do. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Our lyrics be off the charts, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when he said that and, and the joking about it and he knew, he's like, man, this is yours. He, he knew it, you know, but I, lo- I love the pace of rivalry and I'm sorry, Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan is never really a, a real rivalry because they only played they only played against each other when it really mattered a couple times and i don't see that being a real rival now the the team i mean obviously pistons were chicago's rivalry and that's that that was it pacers had pacers had pistons pacers had sixers Uh uh-oh shit the dog seen a rabbit oh man i appreciate that so damon Dan was just sharing one of welcome the moments. Back. Yeah, welcome back, by the way. But uh, he was just sharing how the moment that stuck out was where uh, Jordan met Bird. And, and uh, basically, he said, fuck you, you bitch. And, you know, they just kind of had a little guy's moment. So I thought it was excellent. A classic Bird. I mean, those who I've kind of been around him a little bit, kind of know what he's like. So that's classic Bird, man. <laughs> Hey, so, so let's put it back to you. Uh, so just refresh us on what you were saying before, you know, you uh, had to take a quick exit, but we're glad you're yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he must have took a pee break in his football pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like what I was saying was, you know, with the fact that uh, Jordan in his career made $90 million. And to this day now on the Forbes list, Jordan is the richest former pro athlete on the planet. He is worth $2.1 billion. So in 88, he signed yeah, in 88, he signed a contract with Nike for $250,000. And everybody thought they was crazy. They thought they was crazy. 
You know what I mean? Just think if Mike had a sign with Adidas. <laughs> oh man. Really, you know what I'm saying? Weird. Two hundred and fifty a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment. Twenty five, thirty years later, just just part of it is worth two point two point one billion dollars. Yeah. That's that's pretty hot to me. All right. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Who's next, Vic? Go ahead, Dot. Stuck off here. Um, well, I guess I got a moment, and then I just got something that just stuck out through the whole thing. Is Jordan cussed so damn much, man? He cussed so. I thought I cussed a lot. That motherfucker cussed a lot. A lot. Yeah. Hey, he does. But um. My moment is uh the whole Dennis Rodman going to Vegas in the middle of the season. <laughs> How uh I respect I respect the coach and I respect a team trying to give him his space and understanding who he is throughout his moments he had. But dude, that <laughs> hey Rodman, look, I know Jordan was like the the main focus. Yeah, but Rodman. I enjoy watching all these rhyming things and just watching some of the little video. Who the fuck decided to follow him to Vegas too and get that footage? Like, Rodman the was a character that stood out to me. MTV, that, that's fire. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Avo, how about yeah, you, man? That stood out to me. That being being granted that forty-eight. No, no, no. I was just wrapping it up. My bad. Yeah, wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up. I'm fine. <laughs> We need one of those low key. We probably we get one. Um, my my really the, the every moment Jordan was an asshole. I just enjoyed it. I don't know why. Probably because I'm an asshole. And I know when I was when I was playing baseball, I had that type of mentality. I just couldn't speak it because my mom she was gonna whoop my ass. So like I couldn't speak those words he was speaking. But I definitely felt that way. And I definitely remember having that type of confidence. But nobody told me that that's the right thing. So that's just, hey, everybody told me to calm down. Nobody told Jordan to calm down. He just kept winning. So that that was what I, that's what I just enjoyed seeing the most. Man, he's a dickhead and he won. Like, fuck you That's the shit I'm winning. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Yeah, getting some understanding around that. So you guys don't know this, but um, of course our listeners do. We've been having this hat war. So of course I'm rep- repping the Pacers hat. But I'm about to sub out this hat since we're in the 90s right now. Go to this Flojo hat. Oh, oh nice. So, okay. that's what I'm oh, And that's just for that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, a key moment that stuck out for me was actually mine kind of aligns with Avo. Um, just, just seeing the philosophy behind Michael Jordan's mindset, the way he thinks. Um, of course, you know, you hear about him being an asshole, but just kind of understanding where all that comes from so of course you know he wants to win um and of course you know he operated with a sense of urgency so i think that's where a lot of that assholeness comes comes from because if you have someone who's operating with a sense of urgency and you got folks who are more lax you come off as an asshole um so you know the, the main moment that stuck out with that was when he started crying in the dock I and mean, basically just talking about how you know if you want to compete that way or if you don't want to compete you know play that way whatever he said he basically said if you want to play that way don't play that way and he was like break so i mean the man was in tears and that's how much he loves competition and that's what drives him so i thought that was a big moment true yeah true shit 
Yeah. I can't get over the hat, man. That you win. You hey, win. That thing is clean, bro. That thing is clean. I almost put on a Reggie jersey, but I didn't want to do too much since it's a you know Jordan Doc. We're giving him his flowers, so I wanted to chill out. Yeah, so. I got the wife of Mark Jackson jersey, that Flojo jersey too. So yeah, yeah, that's, that should be another key moment or key highlight is that the fact that it's not the Jordan Doc. <laughs> Yeah. That. I mean, well, it was supposed to be the Bulls. It was supposed to be the Bulls. Last day. Yeah. I mean, right. really, it was all about Jordan. They just happened to be along for the ride. You know, okay. had the had the most sidekick share, but it was Jordan. You take Jordan off her, as you can see. Yeah. Hey, that, that's a good that's a good transition into. All right, so of course this documentary, you know, featured Michael Jordan, but of course a lot of people were featured in it and had a chance to give their side of the story. So um, I kind of want to just ask you guys, who's a player or person that you learned a lot about in this process while, you know, learning about Michael Jordan? Who stuck out to you besides Michael Jordan? What you learned? So let's start with Dan on this one. Um, you know, besides the Phil Jackson part that I'll let you get to, um, Scottie Pippen, man, honestly, you know, it sticks out because it's the last episode. The back problems that I didn't really know that he was having in the in the last game in the last finals match. You know, he was sitting there grinding through some major back spasms or whatever was going on, and you could tell it every time he jumped and came down. He's grimacing, man. He's in pain. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that I can't say he got screwed out of money. Because he took the contract knowing how much he was going to get. However, man, they should have paid him. They should have They should have given what he was deserving of because he was Jordan's go-to guy every time. Every yeah. time. I mean, Batman has Robin. Superman has Wonder Woman. Jordan has... <laughs> As you can tell, I'm more of a Batman fan than I am a Superman. But that could be you another get show. In trouble for that, one. <laughs> that could be another show. Uh, but I mean, you know, every time you've seen Jordan, you've seen Pippen. Yeah. And, and vice versa. They they were probably one of the best dynamic duos in the league ever. Yeah. I agree. Any thoughts or reactions? Uh, my, I, I agree with him on the, the simple fact that um, they were <laughs> a dynamic duo. There's only one duo that I could possibly put above them, and that's only because of the longevity of uh, both of their careers. And that would be Stockton Malone. The only thing that will hold them back, obviously, they got beat twice by this duo right here. But that would be the only other duo that I would even consider putting close to what these guys did. You know, six times they hit the finals, six times they won championships. Both of them are top 50, top 50 all time when they did it 20 years ago. So who knows what it'll be now? But, you know, I, I agree with you 100. All right. Well, we'll got to bring up Shaq and Kobe. Um, Hey, I love Shaq and Kobe, but they weren't better than either one of those duos. Except for, but if you add championships, you got to put championships. Championships at another level when you're rating. But you look at the numbers together with Stockton and Malone. Outstanding. And for their career, I mean, it's 
13, 14, 15 years. Shaq and Kobe, yeah. four years. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, they just had that, they just had that 2000s attitude. You know, Juvenile came out. And then, you know, they just start feeling themselves. Start, they say, hey, nah, nah, what's crazy is you brought up Pippen, man. And that's probably who I feel like I learned the most about. Like, I knew Robin was wild. I knew how great Jordan was. I guess I never realized how great Pippen was as a player and how highly regarded he was amongst his peers. Like, you see people talk about him. It was like, yeah, he was probably one of the just top guys in the league outside of being Jordan's sock that's what i there's like jordan and pippen it's always like he's the sidekick but like actually i feel like i actually learned how great he was watching this and i'm like i just i guess i just never realized that that pippen was that great of a player i knew he was good but every time i think of pippen you always just be like jordan sidekick so and he's one of the greatest defensive players ever yeah ever yeah and but, the, the way he played that point guard at being that was at that big too was was pretty fire too jordan was he'd give him the ball he'll start that run that offense no matter who they had in curb armstrong harper he he was their point guard so that and was that, that let and that lets you know that uh draymond green did not revolutionize a position that was already dominated 20 years before he even hit middle school <laughs> Point forward. I don't know where you figured that you you changed the game, bro. But no. <laughs> and and last thing, on, last thing on Pippen. People forget how 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 good Pippen was. They say that he was good in his career, but they forgot Pippen was good beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Number five pick coming out of an NIA school. You know what I'm saying? NAIA school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number five pick. These are over Dukes, North Carolinas, Syracuse, Michigans, Michigan States. You know what I'm saying? You got to give him his, his, his due. Oh, my bad. Not Scotty. Scott. Scott Pippen. Scott, Scott. Pippen. <laughs> hey, my, my only knock on Pippen would be, of course, the challenge there on the court. But when Jordan, you know, went away for that season, you know, or two to play baseball. Um, Pippen kind of lacked the leadership in terms of, you know, he didn't get the ball or at least Phil didn't call for the ball to be in his hands to close out the game, so he stayed on the bench. So that just goes to show, I mean, not every guy can handle that leadership role either, even though the talent's there, but is your mental ready for that? So that was one thing that stood out to me. Um, you know, that was his chance to really own the team and rally the guys when Jordan wasn't there, but, um, you know, at least in that moment, he wasn't ready to, to lead. Man, hell hey, nah. He man. learned from Jordan for so many years. <laughs> Phil would have never called that play for anybody but Jordan. Never. And if Pippen's your guy while Jordan is gone, don't call that play for nobody else. He learned from Jordan. Jordan would have been pissed too. He wouldn't have done hey, that shit to Jordan. Right. Hey, that's hey, who hit the shot? Hey, why didn't Phil trust him then? Did, did he hit the shot? I mean, he still hit the shot, but I'm just saying. Oh, okay. okay. Now, but, hey. bro, why, didn't, why didn't Phil call your number then? Hey, I, all I know is he hit hey. the shot. Yeah. Might he did hit the shot. <laughs> Scotty would have hit it too and got the and one. Scotty would have got the and one. I would have loved to believe <laughs> Scotty would have made that shot. I would have loved to believe that Scotty made that shot. But it was written in the card, in the tarot card, all the way back from the Olympics, that Kukos was going to make that shot, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, Damon, what you got for us? What uh, what moment, or at least 
uh, what'd you learn? You know, who'd you learn? Um, learn about with, with this being with this era of basketball being right in my sweet spot. I mean, I'm out of college. I'm still kind of in prime playing shape, playing in the pro pro am leagues around the city. So I really feel a lot for this. So I get a lot of this information and a lot of these stories I was already knowing about. But real, what really touched out to me was Phil Jackson. I have never been a real big supporter of Phil Jackson as a coach, as in X's and O's. I've always kind of seen him as a great manipulator of minds. You know, the triangle has always been, to me, a staple brought to us by Tex Winters, developed by Tex Winters and brought out by him. And Phil just happens to be the puppet head of that. You know, Phil, to me, really never displayed a true quality of coaching when you always have the best two players to coach. For six years, you had the best two players in the league, Michael and Scotty. For the next five championships, you had a combination of the best two players in the league, Kobe and Shaq, and Kobe and arguably Pyle Gasol, you know, whatever. But you really had, you know, the best players. Give me a field check, give me a team with no superstar of those quality and show me your coaching style. That's how I kind of looked at it. But when they did that episode on Phil and how he learned and how he figured out every intricate detail of how the triangle works and brought that, he was like the tunnel from text winners through him to the players of how to execute this offense. And you won six, uh, 11, 13 championships with the triangle. I got to give it to him. He, he's more than what I thought. Yeah, Th that actually rose into mine. So I'm going to jump in at least with, you know, what I learned. Of course, learning a lot about Phil Jackson stood out to me, too, just because, you know, he's often overshadowed by these great players. He's this great talent. He's coaching. So what stood out to me was even when he was down in the trenches, I call it, you know, when he was coaching in Puerto Rico. And uh, apparently they were even like, mayors and governors getting in shootouts over the outcome of the games and but for phil to kind of you know perfect his craft in those environments and to bring it to the nba phil you know his style is more so zen you know he just kind of goes with the flow and um at that time it was going against the grain but uh one thing i learned also with that i was listening to um Bamani jones talk with bj armstrong and bj armstrong even mentioned how in these crucial moments phil just lets the moment play out and when you think about it, if you go back to like all these crunch time moments, Phil's not really calling timeouts. He just lives with the outcome. So, but to your point, if you got Scotty and Jordan and, you know, Kobe and Shaq, maybe you can just live with the outcomes. So. Kind of reminds me of Roy Williams down at NC. Roy, you got to just let it play. You don't call no timeout, man. You just go get the bucket, throw the defense off. Roy, Roy live and die by that. <clears throat> yeah, and also just go, just go get the bucket. My bad. And 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 why give the team, you know, the defense a chance to kind of set up and strategize? You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and and Phil never have Phil never have to worry about the outcome because if somebody missed that shot, it's never on Phil. It's on Jordan. 
It's on Kobe. It's it's on those guys. It's never on the coach with how great the players those are. So he ain't give a shit. Yeah. All right, Doc. What you got for us, man? Who's somebody you learned about during the doc? I kind of squeezed mine in when uh Dan was doing his because uh mine was the Pippin thing. Just I like I said, I never really understood his greatness. I just knew he was good. I knew he was Jordan's sidekick. I knew he was there to make sure that everything was going well with Jordan. But like just understanding how great he was and hearing other people talk about him, minus the little bonehead moments he might have had in his career but just his talent I, I guess I never realized how great he was so I think watching it and understanding his, his greatness in his doc helped me get up to speed to what his talent level really was in the NBA so yeah, yeah. So, so now when you order that Jordan jersey you gotta also get a Pippen and Rodman jersey with it I mean that's just I already, that's, got, I already got a Pippen jersey uh, well mine's on the way <laughs> <laughs> alright what about you Avo what's something you learned uh, who's someone you learned about in the doc um, <clears throat> crazy enough, uh, Jerry Cross. Okay. Like as soon as they said his name and they said he came from the baseball world, I immediately was like, what the hell is going on here? So I was confused from jump. Like, wait, he's, he's bringing over a different skill set into this sport that really, I, I, I see how they match, but I didn't think anybody else could ever see how they match. So the way he was able to look at the players and decide, Scottie Pippen is that dude he can jump really high, but oh, his arms might be an extra little bit longer. His hands might be a little bit bigger. He might be really good at X, Y, and Z. And that's generally how baseball players are looked at. So he kind of took the game and literally like redid the scouting report of players is how I see it. And kind of brought in the uh, money ball game into basketball back then. I had no clue. Now clearly he's a dumbass for trying to move on from Jordan and shit. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Go ahead. Continue. Hey man, he made a dumbass mistake. It is what it is. You can be Why a dead did. dumbass. Still right. dumbass. I, I, I don't want respect he's on it. He's still an amazing GM. Yeah. yeah. He, he found Luke Longley like that, bruh. He, yeah. Shit. He just he set that shit up wrong. But yo, he she knew what the fuck he was doing. They should have probably put more trust in him. Probably stopped picking on him so much. But that. That's who I learned the most about is this little dude that came over here and won six championships. Yeah. And I mean, I, I discovered this on Twitter. There's a parallel, even with the movie Space Jam. I guess the culture yeah. of Jerry Monstars is basically a replica of Jerry Krause. So I never even yeah. It yeah. looks just like you. It looks yeah. just like you. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that stood out to me. All right. So now let's transition to, you know, who do we think deserves a doc? So, of course, we. You know, came across all these different, uh, you know, storytellers, role players, people who are around Jordan. Um, so I know we touched on people that we learned a lot about. Who would you say deserves a documentary themselves after watching the Jordan doc? So, Damon, I'm going to start with you. Well, that kind of – mine kind of piggybacks off of <clears throat> off the last comment about Jerry Krause. You know, that's who, who I kind of like to see or like to learn a little bit more about. Um for one, like him coming from the baseball world, bro, that's just, you know, a phenomenal how you just jump sports like that. And then, and then from what I've learned of looking back in on it, he finished his career back in the baseball world in the scouting realms. So Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I kinda I kinda like to uh I would kinda like to hear not so much know about him so much. But hear his side, hear his perspective on the way that he he did business 
uh, with the Bulls. Yeah. Interesting. All right, how about you, Dan? I mean, I could go on about Pippen again, but I want to kind of change it up a little bit. I mean, Pippen deserves one, I believe. Rodman had a 30 for 30. (laughs) Which was phenomenal. Awesome, awesome. I can see where you're going with Jerry Krause. But uh, let's go with, God, what's his name? It's the owner of the Bulls and the White Sox. I mean, to have both in your pocket, to look at everybody in the sports, like newscast world, the the news anchors, ESPN and whoever else. So I'm going to take Jordan. I'm going to take the best player in, in NBA league at that time. You notice I didn't give away anything about being a goat. You take, you take that. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm, just saying I'm not giving that away yet. You take him away from the sport of basketball. You put him right into the limelight of the sport of baseball. And like he said, we can't send him to, to the double A's. He's got to go triple A's. And, and if he would have stuck it out, he would have been in on the White Sox roster. I mean, I think with all the stuff that he went through, owning the Bulls dynasty, owning a shit team in the White Sox, because let's face it, Frank Thomas was their own, the, the best player on, on the team, and it wasn't Jordan. Um, but to capitalize on that, on Jordan, both teams, I mean, that's like having your cake and eating it too. That's like your wife and your mistress getting together at the same time and you watch them. With your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but we don't do those things. All right. Nah, that's that's interesting though. But yeah, I didn't even realize he actually owned, you know, both organizations, right. baseball and basketball in Chicago, which is a hell of a market within yeah, itself. Exactly. Look how much capital he brought to that city. Just yeah. between two different but and regardless if the White Sox are good or not, you brought Jordan in. Yeah. Yeah, so he didn't give a shit if he left the Bulls. He was yeah. still getting paid. He, he, he still had it. Still had it. Yeah, that that, that kind of reminds me of uh what is it? Above the rail, you still playing for Birdie. <laughs> yeah. Still playing for Birdie. <laughs> All right, Doc. Who deserves a doc? Uh, they already spoke it, so I'm going to just speak past it because that's what I was going to do. See, you next time, Vic, hold on. Next time, Vic, you got to give him the first shot. You got to give him the first shot because he's blaming me and Damon. Oh, I have nothing to say. Hey, I have nothing to say. I'm going to give him the next one. Dan chose Pippin on the last one, and I'm like, well, damn, I guess I'll piggyback and now you done threw me under the bus well Rodman already had a 30 for 30 which I was going to say in my shit and oh, then no. go a little further and just no, say I would, no I would love to see it I would love to see a whole episode I, a whole series yeah. on Rodman yeah if I can't Pick get a whole series I would love to see a whole movie man like I just I this just want to see X. Yeah, I don't care <laughs> I mean, I want to be one of the entourage, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I, I want to hang with him just for like three days. Just no, three days. we can't hang. I'm trying to I get him on the show, just by the way. <laughs> but nah, man, just the biggest rock star 
the NBA's ever seen, man, and made his own rules, and and it never affected his play. Just went out there and did what he was supposed to do, game in, game out. When he lead the gym, he still did whatever he wanted to do. And I'm glad that he had a coach in field that understood that. And some players that know he's going to come out and fight no matter what he's doing outside of here. So I just want to see a movie, man. I want to see a Rodman movie. I think it would be exciting. Yeah. One thing I learned about Rodman, um, pretty much apparently he earned 250K for that um, NWO appearance, you know, with the wrestling. So, I mean, to him, that was a hell of a business move. Going to make 250K in a day. Now I get it. Yeah, I probably get the same shit, too. Yeah. So, yeah, man. hey, Robin is the epitome of when I'm off the clock, fuck that job. So I get it. <laughs> hey, when he was on the clock, he was fuck that job. Fuck who that job. To, what you mean? Man, who comes to practice in PJs, man? <laughs> man? He'd get out the truck, walk in the gym. I already got his sneakers on because he had them on in the truck. Walk in the gym, poop out, walk right back out the gym, get in the truck and go home. He ain't going home. <laughs> My bag with the Vegas. <laughs> Went to Vegas with Carmen Electric. Yeah. Big lit. Number one he made her, at the time. Yeah, he made her kiss. The, he made her kiss the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> trophy. <laughs> I hey. see what you did there. <laughs> All right, hey Avo, what you got, man? Who deserves a doc? Uh, being the asshole I am, I need to hear about the Bad Boy Pistons. Okay. I need I need some type of documentary about them and, and how they got the mentality to just go start whooping ass. Like, you know where fuck it. Y'all better than us. We gonna beat your ass. I need to know where that came from. I need to, I need to see that. Yeah, that, that shit. Um, that just shit just go to ESPN On Demand and watch uh, the <laughs> 30 Pistons for 30. 30 for 30. I don't want to see a 30 for 30. I need more. I need more <laughs> Isaiah came from Chicago. I want to know hey, Isaiah's nice, man. So we can say the Pistons, but it's going to be an Isaiah doc. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. Take, I want dog. you to take me all the way through the Malice in the Palace. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point, Avo, because even when, um, you know, I feel like that mean streak in the Pistons had to come from somewhere where they got tired of losing to the Celtics or whoever. So, you know, what was that motivation to make them the bad guys around the league? So. I mean, look who their coach was, dude. He was a badass coach himself. You got to school me on that. Who was the coach? That's I was in 89. Yeah. Chuck Daly. Thank oh, you. Chuck Daly. Okay. Chuck. I, I had yeah. it and then it left. And thank you, Damon, for helping me yeah. out. Chuck Daly. He's my uh, Robin, he folks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, shit. I had to do it. Uh, yeah, you did. Oh, uh, Chuck Daly was also the coach. <laughs> and Chuck Daly was also the coach for uh, the Olympic team, too, in 93 as well. And he is also on the all-time best-dressed coaching list. Okay. Who made Only Damon would know that, folks. Versace suit or what? What was it? Hey, man, Chuck Daly was clean, son. For the, for the 80s, little bitty knots on the ties, nice two-button, Chuck was clean. Roy Williams is on that list. Uh, Big Roy. <laughs> Yeah, Big Roy. Roy. Hey, Roy Williams' wife got mad taste. <laughs> Big Roy. All right. Somebody that stuck out to me who I think deserves a doc because they were just, believe it or not, from start to finish, every episode, they kind of found their way into the documentary, Amal Rashad, man. So 
A lot of us know him from NBA, NBA Inside Stuff. Um, I had no idea he was a Hall you of Famer. You're that old to, to remember that? Hell yeah. Wow. NBA Hell yeah. Shots. He's throwing shots at everybody. Hey. No, no, Damon. Hold on here. Hold on here. You don't know the text that I got earlier. Besides, my son was sick and I couldn't make the show tonight. Hey, wrong dance. <laughs> All dance texts are like, nah, but uh, I'm glad everything's hey, good. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here now? <laughs> hey, but uh, hey, but you guys. <laughs> oh, now he went with the you guys. <laughs> All us guys look alike. I'm not trying to really. I'm not trying to really. All right, but uh, but, hey, Amal Rashad, though, seriously, I didn't know he even had a Hall of Fame football career with the Minnesota Vikings. Like, I had no idea he played football. Because my introduction to him was just basketball and, you know, NBA. You know who his wife is, right? Well, one of his wives, of course, he's, you know, divorced and got remarried. So he was married to uh, Felicia Ayers at the time. Um, So the mom off of uh, the Cosby's, right? We like Mm -hmm. a Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. But apparently he'd been married like four or five times. But, yeah. uh, But, I mean, but it was interesting just to even see him traveling with the dream team and, you know, even chilling with Michael for the 98 series. And he just had all this access. So, uh, you know, that's a hell of a guy from what I've seen. So he must. I'd like to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was his buddy. Yeah. So you would think you would have seen him interview more. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree with you on that. And Marvishaw would have liked to see more of. Yeah. The second guy I would have loved to see a uh, documentary about is the white guy with the mustache that was in uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan's like security thing. Yeah, yeah. Playing quarters off of the wall with him. Hit him with the shrug. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know that dude's a gangster, man. You can just tell, bro. He don't play. Yeah, low key. Hey, man, he had that Dusty Rose mullet, son. Yeah. Hey, he actually had a gun. I don't know if you guys noticed. They were like (laughs) pistols on his hips. So, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, man. Them kids in the 90s, man, they were were rough. Low key. Low key, who who I think should have also got a doc off this is Steve Kerr. Yeah. Man, his, I find out the stuff I about did, his dad was dope. Did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. He's the only player that four-peated, right? Yep. Because yep. he won the lockout the next year okay. with, uh, with the San Antonio. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and Steve Kerr, he's involved in a lot of the, uh, you know, gun violence and anything that, um, you know, has to do with – activism and social justice type topics um even with the uh, he involved in the nfl right now then well even with the like the uh my story down in georgia he actually was one of the few folks who signed the petition you know to say hey we need to have this investigated by the at the federal level so him and tom brady stuff like that so um mm-hmm. steve kerr is always putting his name out there for for you know any human humanitarian type topics so shout out to steve kerr man hell of a coach too Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, real quick, I'm, I'm not meaning to. I'm not meaning to throw this in there real quick, but I gotta say something. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate that nowadays you have to have these athletes or these big superstar people, Hollywood or whatever, to tell us what to do 
when you should already know in your mind and your heart what's yeah. right and what to do. So yeah. true that. True that. Yeah. That's real. Preach. It's organic. Yeah, organic. <laughs> that was from the heart. That was from the heart. All right. Now let's get oh did we go over yours, Abo? My bad. I think we did, right? On the dock. Yeah. No. White guy cut him off. My bad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, now let's get into some like critiques. You know, what's something, you know, what's one thing you liked about the documentary? One thing, what's something you didn't like? So let's start with the good and the bad. So uh, I'm gonna start with Dot. Start with you, Dot. What's one thing you liked about it? Something you didn't like? I wasn't ready. I thought you was gonna keep starting with the guests the whole time. <laughs> I'm just playing. In baseball, I'm just playing. we call that a curveball. <laughs> Come on. Now nah, I'm just playing. All right. Uh, I can tell you. Look, I thought it. Was, I thought it was a dope as a documentary. The, I guess the one thing I don't like is the drop two episodes a week, wait around on it because it did jump around a lot. Like every episode, like from ninety eight jumping back to eighty six, and it's like so with all that jumping around. I would like to say that's something that I would just like to watch all at once because I feel like. I, I watched it as it came out, but I'm excited about these past two episodes I just watched where four weeks ago, those episodes still don't register and ain't popping like what I just watched. So I wish it was something that they just would have released all at once. Watch it at your own rate because it jumped around a lot. So that excitement waiting for it was stalling me. So that's the literally the only thing that I have to say negative about it because they did well, man. I like how it was raw uncut and they got a lot of the stuff that i'm sure the bulls did not want to be recorded and i really enjoyed it man whoever decided to say fuck it we need to document all this shit was a genius because they I'm got a lot shot. of that stuff man yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, i don't know that's... if it was or not but it, it would make sense so, okay that's why he was yeah. in all these things. all right all right Ava, how about you what's uh something you liked about the doc something you didn't like um I pretty much enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed most of the information I got. I enjoyed watching um, the director be an asshole and just saying Jordan the iPad, like, oh, did you know he said this? So, like, I enjoyed shit like yeah. that. Like, that shit was funny to me. <laughs> um, the shit I didn't like, it wasn't really shit I didn't like. But <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I take that back. The shit I didn't like is, like, whatever the director couldn't get in. Cause I do know that he was getting pushed back and pulled back on different things. So not nah, fuck that. There's more raw shit that we could have knew. And I know that we're not getting it. We're not seeing it for whatever reason. Fuck that. I want to see it. There's, there's some more stories out here. I want to know all of them. Don't, don't bullshit me. Y'all got a lot on film. Y'all got a lot. Y'all caught some hoes somewhere doing something. Y'all caught somebody snoring. Oh my something. gosh. I wanna you had, I mean, you had your snorters over here. You had the smokers <laughs> over there. You had the women over here. Man, that was I mean, a hell of a hotel room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. You got, I mean, you got all that. I mean, that those cameras followed them for the whole season. That's not even the footage that they got from previous seasons. That's just for that whole season they followed them. So you went into the hotels. You was in the gyms. You was in the back of the arenas. Come on, man. You got way more. I mean, that was only 10 hours of footage. So you took 200, 300 hours of footage. 
for for ten out. Come on, there's more shit. Oh, there's yeah. more. There's some more. That the I'm just saying the director wanted to hit. Yeah. So he was trying to tell maybe kind of a different story or something of that nature. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, Damon. How about you? What you liked about it? What you didn't like? Uh, what I liked about it, man, I liked the the rawness, the realness, the depth of how they got into the emotional part of it. You know what I mean? They didn't, he didn't try, like he said, the director really didn't try to sugarcoat or pussyfoot around um, subjects that we back in the day was wondering about. You know what I mean? He touched on all of it. And I liked it how you got the realness of the actual player that was like, you know what I mean? Hey, Isaiah, you can't tell me he wasn't no ass. You tell me whatever you want. I'm still saying <laughs> the man's an asshole. You know, that's, the, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like the, the deafness of it and how Mike was just so willingly allowing us to see his emotions behind the curtain. I mean, to yeah. get into that, to be so emotionally moved when you talk about how your passion drove your competitors. And if you couldn't play, if you couldn't compete like that, I'm done. You know, that, that was what I really enjoyed about it. Uh, what I didn't like about it is how they vilified certain other type of players. You know what I mean? One with the Isaiah. You know, there was, you really went at Isaiah bad. And even on the Detroit 30 for 30, and even when they talked to other Pistons and Isaiah, he was not the orchestrator of that particular uh, event with them walking off the court. That was all that DK and Bill Lambeer who claimed it. And they still tried to put it on Isaiah. Well, he was the captain, so it was ultimately him. No, he, hey, Bill got everybody and they were a team. If the whole team decided to walk off, Isaiah was going to walk with them. You know what I mean? And then they flipped it, even though they tried to give him a little emotional comeback and saying, if I'd have had the choice, but you've already destroyed the man in this situation and then giving him a little scrap. Now, here you go. You can try to make yourself look better in the situation. I didn't like how they did that that so much and okay. how they vilified Jordan and being aggressive with his teammates to see if they can go through battle. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Um. Well, I'm going to kind of go back to Dot's thing about going back and forth. I actually, I liked that about the series. I liked how it, you know, it started from episode one. It started at the last part yeah. and then took you back to, you know, when he was in, he was in high school. He was growing up when he, you know, played in North Carolina. And then it kind of jumped back to, you know, the, the, quote unquote present time you know the 90s the 98 part getting to the finals and stuff how it jumped back i really did like the the way they did that um you know the the one thing that i and another thing i did like is the way they cut it off instead of trying to go into well what did everybody do afterwards where did they go from here it was the last dance it's chopped off right then because the, the song is over, the party's done and everybody's moving out. And it goes into really quick, giving you a couple things, you know, Phil, that was the last time Phil coached for the team, you know, Kerr was traded, 
you know, a little bit here and there, but it didn't go into detail about what actually happened afterwards. That's what I really like about it. What I didn't like about it, I'll kind of piggyback off of the one here. I do believe that Jordan was quote unquote hard on them because he wants to win. I mean, you are at the top level of your sport. You have got to play to win. You've got to play every bit of every ounce of, of athleticism and aggressiveness. And if that means putting your foot in your teammates ass for doing something stupid, so be it. I mean, that's what a good team does. You know, you call each other out on stupidity. You call each other out on your mistake, but you praise each other on the good stuff. And, and that's what that dynasty did. I mean, they were all about shouting out the team one way or another, whether it be, you know, you did a great job or what the fuck are you doing? You know, I, I liked, I like that style of basketball. You know, I like the, the big man style basketball, the aggressive, you know, you got your guards and, and your small forwards just driving in. I like that style of basketball. I, I'm not really a fan of the three point game. Em and I definitely disagree on this <laughs> to some extent, but you know, I, I I didn't really have anything that I didn't really like about the thing other than trying to have Jordan look like a dickhead for going at his team when that's what uh, that's what a great player does. Yeah, I like that. So I'm gonna you know start with what I didn't like because I want to end on a positive note um, since I'm going last. So. What I didn't like, I agree with you, Dot, the, the bounce it back and forth. I get you got to start at 98 because that's the last dance. Then I get you got to take it back to where it started with the draft and Jordan coming up. But from there, I would like to kind of see it just progress back to 98. But they kind of did take us back and forth between we're at 98, then we're in 92, then we're at 95, and we're back to 91, then that back to you know 98. So, I mean, I kind of want to see it flow a little bit better. Um, but overall, I mean, it did work. Um, and then my positive note, I like how they leverage and, you know, hone in on the role players because everyone was contributing to this documentary by giving their input, their side. And then they actually took time to actually focus in. Like we got to learn about Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson and all these people. So uh, we didn't get to learn about Bill Wellington. I still want to see that. And, 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 and Jeb, Judd Butchler, or if I didn't butcher his name. But um, Judd. Judd, yeah, but even... Judd Butchler. Judd Butchler. But even seeing how. Uh, hey, man, don't try to tell hey, anybody how to not. say words, man. Hey, shut your face. Yeah, but. What? Hey, but but given how Steve Kerr and Jordan got into that fight, you know, in practice, and then the kind of. Did Jordan you know, hit him first? Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> but That was a joke, Damon. But given that story and then later on seeing how actually Jordan and Kerr were even connected just by both their fathers, unfortunately, you know, were succumbed to gun violence. So oftentimes when you do get into a fight with someone, you end up becoming buddies with them because you guys are, you know, even more connected than what you guys even thought before. You got a lot in common. So just seeing how even Kerr and Jordan can get into this fisticuff and then, you know, see that Steve Kerr was also impacted by gun violence as it relates to his dad. Like they're more related and I'm sure even brothers, even more brothers now. So um, I just thought that was, you know, pretty interesting and cool to see, but we wouldn't have got that if they didn't take time to kind of hone in on their story. So, right. 
the couple fist fights I got into, we did not become friends. <laughs> it didn't make us closer. I'm just throwing that out. There. It, it can happen. It can happen. <laughs> no, but usually, usually when most people do fight, it, that's it. That's the end of it. Whether they cool or they just go their separate ways, the beef ends right there. Kids these days don't even fight. <laughs> nah, they're too scared to take an ass whooping. Nah, man, it's emojis, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get into this goat talk, I want to open the floor. Any other thoughts, comments? You know, we had the Scott Burrells, the Gary Payton, the Jordan coming up with his Yeah, own. when he laughed at Gary Payton, straight <laughs> yeah. laughed at him. Was that, was that rude? Was that rude? Hey, Gary was so serious, too, man. He was so serious. You yeah. saw it in his face. Yeah. Hey, man, I had him. And... <laughs> hey, Gary funny. And he gave Gary it back. It, he really believes what he's saying. Like, he right. Believes. Yeah. Like, nah, I was really wearing him down, bro. He going to tell his grandkids. I'm sure he does. Like, he's he's going he's gonna to hold on to that as much as Dockage holds on to playing against Jordan at IU. <laughs> Hey, wow. do, do y'all, uh, how good was Ryan Harper, man? Can y'all tell hey, me that? I was, I was too what, young to realize. So uh, that's my era. That's that's all me. Now, Ron yeah. Harper, when he got to the Bulls. You know, the older folk. Yes, yes, the older <laughs> folk. Yes. The one that likes today's style basketball. Yes. <laughs> now, um, Ron Harper, before he got to the Bulls, when Ron Harper was with Cleveland, when he yeah. was with the Cavs, Ron was a straight hooper player. Him, uh, Larry Nance, uh, senior. Mm-hmm. Straight dogs, straight dogs on that squad with Mark Price, but Mike Beat. Was there, uh, Doherty on that team? Doherty was on yes. that team, right? Yes. Yes, Brad Doherty was on that team as well. Very, I mean, he was a straight dog, but knees. His knees had he had a couple of knee surgeries. And you know, back then the knee surgery medical field wasn't as advanced as it is now. So it was kind of a you know a step back for him. So when he got to the Bulls. He was more of a like a role player, like a complimentary player. But when he was in Cleveland, Ron Harper was a dog. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing that, man. And just like you said, that's one of the guys that didn't get no highlight on the documentary like that. So, but uh, I just want to ask that question. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Why Harper wasn't involved anymore? Is it Was it something that he just didn't want to do? Did they... Give him enough credit to even reach out to him. You know, I'd like to know that backstory. I, I think some of the people probably didn't want to do it because I know Reggie had a little uh, trepidation about it. Like he wasn't unsure if he really wanted to to do it or not because of the the still the deep rooted feelings. Not nothing negative against Jordan, but just that moment in time he he hasn't really gotten over it. But I don't think it would have. I think, hey, it's all good, man. <laughs> Got to charge the laptop before I dropped it. Uh, no, no. <laughs> that would have been a Dan moment there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I definitely would have liked to hear from, like, Scott Burrell and Randy Brown, just because I can tell those are the guys that keep the locker room lit. I can just tell just by, I don't know. They just like some of the guys that just keep, the life in the locker room so you got to hear from these b team guys man so that's what that comes down to i i'd actually like to hear from some of the guys who wasn't cool with that type of leadership from the team you know you didn't hear a whole lot from uh horse grant 
Yeah. You said you heard a little bit, but you didn't hear a lot. But I did like how they did talk to the stars and players of other teams mm-hmm. yeah. about the situation. You know, so that was great. I'd like to hear it from Carmelo. Yes. Because you got stock, you got a little bit of Stockton, but you didn't get a lot. But you never heard from Malone. And Malone played with him on the dream team. Malone, you know, they knew each other. They 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 grew up in that era, so to speak. You know, that was a mailman probably has a lot to say if they gave him the time. Maybe yeah. that's a, maybe that's an episode or a series coming. The mailman. Yeah, yeah. I know he had that respect for him. He was uh he went and got on there uh their bus to say, you know, congrats mm-hmm. after they won that ship. So the second time. Was that, time was that was that before or after he knocked up the team? <laughs> I was trying not to say that, man. That was gonna be me. Oh, oh, I don't know. That one you gotta we just went organic on your ass. Uh, yeah, break that down. Why you might not know? I don't know. What are you talking about? All right, serious. <laughs> I'll tell oh, you a little yeah, bit. tell Go me. Ahead. Just a little bit, because I, I don't want to tell it all. It's, That's what she weird. said, just a little bit. <laughs> it's weird. Basically, I can tell you, he got a child when he was in college. I believe she was 13. And his son went to the NFL. That's all I can say. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it took a couple years for that acknowledgement okay. to come oh, about. See, I ain't know nothing about that. I yeah, I think it was either 13 or 15, and I think he was 21 or something like that. Oh, uh, all right. All right. You see how they brush that right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. We're about to get out of there. All right, I want to end it with this. And before we get to this GOAT talk, I will say the documentary did you know, debunk a lot of myths, like the flu game. I thought it was legit the flu. And then they say it was some bad pizza. I don't even think it was that. I think Jordan was just out. I think Jordan might have just had a long night. Bro, you got five dudes. Come. When have you ever had five dudes deliver a pizza to you in the hotel? Right. Come on, man. That was well, a dumbass hey. for eating the pizza. No, check this out. It's like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. What were you doing before that? What's hey, I'm playing cards and drinking. Gambling. Yeah, yeah. Jordan don't. At least Jordan don't look like no go out guy. So no, but the party can come to you. The party can be brought to you. Why would you you use an alias? You could have used a whole different name. Five dudes peeking around the door. Hey man, that's suspect, man. Why these people investigate? Why wouldn't charges brought up? (laughs) That's attempted murder, man. That's an assault. Hey, the stomach virus do feel like you' about to die. I ain't gonna (laughs) do it. All right. Well, let's get into this goat talk. So. You know, I'm happy to have this conversation with you guys. Not everybody can handle the GOAT talk. Of course, we're going to respect everyone's opinions. I don't know what you guys are going to say, so looking forward to this. But uh, after all this, I just want to ask you guys, who's the GOAT, you know, in your opinion? Um, so I'm going to start with you, Damon. In your opinion, who's the GOAT and tell us why? Uh, I think this is a very difficult conversation. I don't like comparing um, great athletes with other great athletes in different eras. There's too many variables to equate. You know, one, you got to take time. The difference in the play, the difference of the athlete, the difference of the position. You know what I mean? Can you really say a point guard is better than a seven-foot center? Really? I mean, how many, what do you equate as greatness? Is it the effect on the game? Is it your numbers? Is your championships? So there are so many things that you could come down to but what I can say about Mike is 
he's the best player that I've seen in my lifetime. You know, and I've watched a lot. I mean, I've seen uh, Kareem play when he was Lou Alcindor. I've seen uh, Bill Walton play when he was at UCLA. Mike in North Carolina. Uh, Elijah Wan in Houston. I've seen these guys, you know, but this is the best player that I've seen. Now, what I can say he's great at, he is great. He is the greatest person to change the effect, have a sport change the effect of the planet. I don't think anybody's greater at that from what he has done, what he has impacted, and all the lives, all the future basketball players, men and women that he's affected. So if you look at it like that, yeah, he's the greatest. But if you go off actual basketball, I can't say he's the greatest. I can't say anybody's the greatest. Okay. I respect that. All right, Dan. Goat talk. In your opinion. Unfortunately, you let Damon go first, so he kind of took a little bit of what I'm going to try to say, but I agree with him. You can't, you cannot necessarily put a guard up against the center or, you know, power forward up against a, a point guard or something like that. Um, Jordan was the greatest of that era, yes. Um, before him, you had Kareem. You know, after him, my opinion, you had Iverson. Then you had Kobe. Now you have, you know, LeBron. I'm not even going to say Steph Curry because Damon knows. I'm, no. But, <laughs> and that's that three-point game. I, he, Iverson's better than Curry, hands down. Um, but I can't say that he, I can't say that he wasn't. You know, it, or isn't the GOAT, greatest of all time. But in different eras, you had different players that stood out as the greatest. So, like Damon said, I can't disagree with him. You combined them all. You can't say, well, he was better than this one or well, this one was better than that one. Well, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to have way more rebounds, or should at least, than Michael Jordan. You know, there's certain stats that one person should probably have more so than the other because of their position play. I mean, if I'm seven foot and I'm getting, how I many? I think he's got, Kareem had how many rebounds, D? Uh, like 13 I think over, or something? I, I think he's closer to 20. Okay. I mean, and then Jordan may have had I like. could be over-exaggerated because he played Devner 40 years. Uh, exactly. But I mean, he's, he's, you're playing in the air. Like you said, you're playing in the era where the big man ruled the sport. I mean, when you were seven foot, you dominated. You know, coming into Jordan's era, I personally will say, and a lot of people say this different, a lot of people say that it was a weak time in basketball. And I call bullshit 100% on that because you look at those teams that played in that era. You look at the dream team of the Summer Olympics and look at that team. Nobody could beat that team. If you put the, those guys together in the league, that team's going 82-0. Yeah. You cannot say that Jordan was better or worse than LeBron. You know, game's totally changed now. So I guess I've done nothing but repeat Damon's thought. 
I can't say that he's the greatest of all time that I've seen because I've ne- not necessarily was a fan of Jordan's and, and followed him like a bunch of people did my age at, you know, 10 to 15 or even older when Damon was like 40. But, um, you know, Iverson was my, was my Iverson and Barkley was my favorite. And Bella down there thought the same thing. I know. She's freaking out. <laughs> fucking bunny again. Uh, yeah. Is he the GOAT? No, because I don't believe anybody is the actual GOAT because there's five play- there's five different divisions on the team. All right. Avo, GOAT talking. Then I'm going to pivot to Dot. I got to get the door real quick. Pizza's uh, here. <laughs> Pizza. Right, that's cool. Um, well, Greatest player of all time to me is easy. It's LeBron. Um, we, can argue about, we can argue about Jordan's mentality. It's cool. Let me get it out. It's cool. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I wish I had the button that said message. Uh, <laughs> I got there it. you go. He he's he's a he's a greater overall player. But I believe it's also because of Jordan. I believe because of Jordan's greatness is why I believe. I actually believe LeBron is better. And how old Jordan are you? Jordan was so great. I'm 31. Old enough to watch. We're old enough old to watch enough to all of it. LeBron's career. Yep. And not all of Jordan's career. So that. our answer are always going to be different heads up. <laughs> yeah, so, I've so seen all of both of them. <laughs> the way you talk about Damon, that's how we talk about you, Dan. So it's going on. Bang, 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 bang. I'm sorry. I got a nose, Oh, come on, man. But but I believe he's better just because, because of Jordan's greatness in itself. Jordan made sure to come through, set a bar, just like um, Bird and Magic. They came through, set a bar. Somebody try to go above that bar, try to go above that bar. And just from what I've seen, I've never seen, and clearly, I've only really seen LeBron. I'm not going to sit here in front of y'all. Um, I've never seen a player affect a team like LeBron has affected every team I've seen him go to. Like, he'll go to this team, playoff team. Go to this team, immediate playoff team. That's just what I see. Maybe you disagree. That's cool. Not at all. I mean, it's, it's pretty proven. <laughs> Like if you, it's pretty proven. Like in the stats and everything, like it's in overall there. records. In overall, like it's there. Records. When he goes to a team, hey. they go to the playoffs. I'm not uh, saying Jordan couldn't have done it. He just decided not to. He decided to retire. He decided to stay on one team. I don't knock that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how many? How many? Hold on. You the said the only only thing I want to rebuttal to that. Right. We don't count that. The only thing I want to rebuttal that because I like LeBron. <laughs> I think LeBron is a phenomenal athlete. I like to compare him more to Magic. That's the type of mentality he is. I think he can affect the team on all positions. I do agree with that. But um, hey, how many times did Mike lose in the finals? Hey, can I, can I can I rebuttal I'll, that though? Right. I got I got a good I, because why do question why do people always say that right? and give LeBron a hard time about losing in the finals. But nobody ever asked this. Why didn't Jordan always go to the finals? How long did it take for the final? No, listen, no, listen. You give him credit for never losing in the finals, but why did it take him so long to finally get to the finals? 
Because there was dogs back there. Oh my gosh, bro. Quit acting like it wasn't no dogs in our era. He's an I mean, this man. Kobe was out there. Shaq was out hey, there. There's guys there out there that were killers was in our era. out here. There are some killers out here, but I LeBron never had to go through Kobe. LeBron never had to go to Iverson. So we're gonna leave those two guys out. LeBron yeah, never had to go through Kobe. them. He, had, he, to, he never he didn't have to go through Kobe. Kobe was already He's already done with his his excellence as a basketball player. Now he's getting that money when Kobe LeBron was, was still, doing all Kobe this stuff. Kobe was still winning championships <laughs> while LeBron was going to the finals. Yeah, they never had a chance to meet. All right, look, wait, 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 yeah, LeBron never played never Kobe played. in the finals. Check LeBron this out. LeBron never played Kobe in the finals. All right, look, look, I don't want to. Never got to play him, but no, but Kobe was still in the in the league and still he being great while LeBron was playing. So you right. made it sound like Kobe was past his prime. No, he, he went was won past the his prime. He was past his prime. He was past his prime. All right. Check this out. That's for my opinion. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I respect it. When so, I was, wait, hold on, hang on, a little bit, just a little bit. When LeBron came here to Indianapolis that rookie year, your boy was there. Fuck that shit. That was, that was my favorite player before he got in the league because of his mentality of wanting to go to the league junior year of high school. I said, that's my nigga. I don't give a fuck what else. That's my man's because look at that. He knows he's great. I want to go now. Y'all holding me back. He could have been a whole extra year in the league. Come on, man. Come on. That's that's my goal. All right, look. That's my goal. I appreciate your, your you know, take. And again, it's all opinion-based. We already said it's all about errors and stats and however you size up the metrics. So I respect that. So we got our first LeBron on the table. I like it. We got some, some tweeners because you guys are in the flag, which is fine. You don't have to. It's all about, you know, however you want to approach it. Dot, goat talk. Is there a goat or who's your goat if you do got one? Uh, as far as best player I've ever seen, it's LeBron James. Um, but I will say this, man. After watching Jordan. I love you guys. After watching this last <laughs> dance, not out. I don't think nobody will ever have Jordan's mentality, man. No matter how much no. I like LeBron and I've watched no. LeBron since high school. You got to think, I was, when LeBron was in high school and all this LeBron talk started, that's when probably what you guys were when you guys were loving Iverson or when you was loving Jordan. That was us watching LeBron in high school. So you got you to gotta understand that's where we were. I wasn't, when Jordan won a dunk contest, I wasn't born. So <laughs> what was I supposed to do with that? It's not my wow. fault. Damon, you probably fault. You're fucking ancient hey. right now, don't you? Yeah, I, but that's I, not my fault. When the hey, ones I dropped, the first shot was one. I, I was cleared up. I was not the Jordan fan. I was a magic dude. I might have wore Jordan. Okay. But when, I was a magic dude. When magic back start going out, I was probably, I probably still wasn't potty trained. <laughs> when magic back was going out, Damn, wasn't doing it right. <laughs> nah, but I'm 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 just going off of when we did our football talk and we all did our uh, Mount Rushmores. I only spoke the guys that I got to watch. I wanted to talk to guys that impacted me as I seen, not just looking back as much as I go back and watch older games and learn my history with everything. I'm just going off impact of what I seen since I was in, able to indulge myself in it. So, yes, it was LeBron for me. All right. I'm going to close it out. And I'm coming from a standpoint of what errors did you touch? Of course, we already know all the stats and accolades and awards, all-stars, all this and that. 
And but I like to look at also the intangibles, meaning on the floor and also off the floor. So that's kind of how I calculate my goat. In my opinion, Michael Jordan is the goat. I think what comes after that is Kobe, then LeBron. I think it's all in that order because to me, those two guys looked up to him. Not to say you can't look up to someone and surpass them, but I still think Jordan's the goat. Um, reasons why, real quick, I'm just gonna go top down. I'm not gonna dive into it, but. Kobe and LeBron, they both were 23 and 24. They idolized him. That says a lot. Jordan played in the 80s, the 90s, and some of the 2000s. So he got to touch the Irishmen, the Kobe's, and the Birds. And I think some of these guys, we even acknowledge he's one of the greatest. So you got a lot of these guys calling you, saying you're one of the greats. I think that speaks a lot. Of course, you got guys out there that say, well, Bill Russell won 10, 10 11 rings. We acknowledge that. But to me, Jordan, um, he three-peated two times. The Dream Team practice, all those stars, Barkley, Bird and his, you know, of course, he's on the back end, but all those guys. Um, 38 points in the finals with the stomach flu. Uh, he's a global icon without social media. Imagine what he would have done with social media. Um, the Isaiah Thomas, he had the whole, he had every reason in the world to decline this uh, documentary, but he, you know, gave Jordan his flowers. I think that speaks volume. Um, Obama was featured in the doc and Prince showed up in 98. Uh, to the uh, Falcons, or not the Falcons, the Atlanta Hawks game. If you got Prince coming out to check you out, let's speak about it. Oh, he's the goat. Prince, Prince probably been to a LeBron game. Probably. 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 100% sure. Yeah, Prince was probably watching Brian. Yeah, but LeBron's or Michael Jordan's the goat, in my opinion. But again, all this is, you know, opinion based. It's, you know, mm. however you decide to calculate and sauce, sauce it up. So. And sports talk is nothing but banter anyway. And that's yeah. why not come at each other for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I like I like to sneak in a Kobe there. I did yeah. like that. Um, I do see the comparison more of greatness with LeBron and uh, uh, Jordan. I know we've seen over the internet, people keep asking why you skip over Kobe. We skip over Kobe, not diminishing Kobe's greatness. We skip over Kobe because Kobe was a carbon copy of Jordan. Jordan. Everything Jordan, everything Kobe is, Jordan was. All the way down to the desire and the drive and how he, he got at his teammates. LeBron is a different type of greatness. Those two are in the same category. LeBron is different. So that's why you get the comparison. So I do like how you snuck that in there. And real <laughs> quick, do you, you remember seeing that video where Jordan would take a shot and then it would fade right into Kobe's shot and it looks identical to each yeah. other? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a badass video. Yeah. And mind you, I'm a Pacers fan. So I will say this watching them play, I hated these guys because they're stopping my pace from winning a championship. But I've grown a whole new level of appreciation for these guys in retirement. Um, when Kobe retired, whole new appreciation for him. Rest in peace. And of course, with Jordan, I'm able to appreciate him with the documentary. So, of course, maybe with, Le- with LeBron, I'll have that same gratitude post retirement. Because if you play these Pacers, man, you're in a central and got to go. go <laughs> hey, boy. I got to root against that, Hey, that Braun documentary is gonna be outstanding. Hey, Vic gonna say Braun. Vic gonna say Braun the goat after that Braun documentary, <laughs> man. And we we all archive this. Come back. <laughs> you know what? Is, you know what that documentary is gonna be called? What's it gonna be called? Oh man, flopping at forty. Oh my gosh, man! Come on. Oh. He's gonna be. He's gonna be still playing oh. forty at forty. Hey, see, I like LeBron's aggressiveness. He does flop just a tad bit. He does flop. I ain't arguing that. Hey, too big hey. for that dog. 
Yeah. You got to get the call, man. All right, look, look, look. Before we get in to say something good to the people, do me a favor. Dan, tell everybody we can follow you at www.bwsports1.com. This is the ass. He is the one. We are from Black and White Sports. You can catch our night, our nightly dailies every night, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, and Wednesday Night Live every Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the Facebook page. We are all on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, wherever the fuck else you want to find us. We're there. All that. All that. All that. I'm hey. at the bar. <laughs> That's where you can find Damon. Yeah. <laughs> when that motherfucker opens back up, we'll all be there. I'll be there. I'm going to pull up. <laughs> hey, DJ Avo, tell the good people where we can find you at. You can find Follow me at man. DJ Avo LXVE and at Dynasty Bro Avo. Hopefully it says it right there somewhere. somewhere I right don't now. know. I'm hoping Vic. it does. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm going to put you back to Damon. Let's get Damon's handle. Where can we follow you at, Damon? Uh, uh, you can get me also, You can get me on Twitter, uh, Damon.BWSports1. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You know, again, you want to know anything about our or, our uh, network, you just get us on the website, www.BWSports1.com. Right. Vic keep on Vic keep on being nice. I was gonna go back to Damon. Let me do some oh, I didn't know. different order, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Come on, it. man. Right, Before go I go, let me let Damon tell where he can where you guys can <laughs> follow him. He was flopping it to Damon, right. but <laughs> it wasn't that sweet. It wasn't that sweet. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vic, hey Vic, where can we follow you at, bro? Dynasty Brovic, Instagram, Twitter. Um, of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts at. We're there, Apple, Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and we stream these live weekly. Um, so, yeah. And, and follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter and Dynasty Bros FF on Instagram. That's the main page. So, at the end of this, epi- at the end of every episode, we like to do a say something good to the people and. <laughs> clearly why he has the pinky ring blinging look dan say some good to the people anything that's been on your mind or you know some motivation a motivational piece for the rest of the week for our fans and uh we like to give that good word so i'll let you start man since you 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 shining on us right now all right i'm gonna shine on thank you brother you know we're in tough times now we're all in uh little confusion we do know things we don't know things you know what Right here is what you see, five people, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different everything. We're hanging together, we're having a damn good time. And once this place really opens back up, do yourself a favor, get out, enjoy your friends and family. Don't stay cooped up. Don't stay, don't stay, I'm not saying this shit ain't real. Just don't stay scared enough to stay away from your family and friends. Get out there amongst the people that you know, that you love, show them that you love them. And I love you guys. Oh, man, man. that's all love, bro. Love you too, man. And, and that wasn't the uh, Rooney rule, so he wasn't forced to say that. So appreciate oh, it. Oh, you know what? I'm not getting no damn draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was good. Right. I like this guy. <laughs> all right. Um, as my brother Vic would do, Damon, you go next. <laughs> 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 Say something good to the people. <laughs>
First off, I want to say good to say some good to you three bros. Hey man, I love the job you guys do. We are proud to be trying to pair up with you, do more great things in our communities. This is awesome. I enjoyed the invite. Hope to hang out with you guys a little more. Um, my thing to the people, you know, like he said, I mean, this is tough times. You know, you got to find different ways to, you know, bring back, bring back the family, so to speak. You know, things happen for a reason. This thing happened and look what's happened. People are starting to connect back with, you know, their wives, their kids, with all the mundane of everyday going on. Now you have a time to focus on family and build relationships. Not to say that the relationships were gone, but to, you know, put a little life back into them. So that's pretty good. So, and then my part of words is be true to yourself because no one can be true to you but you. Damn, I like that. That's like from that. the one, one more time. Say that one more time. <laughs> Be true to yourself, because no one can be true to you but you. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, once you play that, you owe him 10 cents a, a play. <laughs> hey, I know you was recording that shit. Oh, shit. I should have. Oh, shit. We about to get through, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, Avo, do what you do, man. Hey, man. Um, as, as things get back open enough, uh, just be smart, be safe. There ain't no need going to certain places, spending money you don't really have on things you don't need. My wife works in the mall, so I see what y'all doing. Come on, man. It don't make sense. <laughs> um, you've been in the house all this time and you need this many shoes. I don't even think it, it, it. Kids grow, but yeah, it don't make sense what y'all doing out here. So just, just be smart, be mindful, because there's other bills that are coming up soon. I was just hearing about how, basically, there's we got another tidal wave of issues coming that we don't even realize. So just, just just be smart. Be smart with your money. Stack it up. Do what you're supposed to do. And stop being frivolous if you can. Because, um, yeah, it might get tough out here even soon. So if you ain't got no job, get a job. Stop spending money. Just be smart. Tell yeah, black folk not to spend money. Hey man, I got I to try. <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs> man, I got the stimulus check and put the down payment on the Escalade, son. I wasn't about to say that shit. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> I'm going to be hospitable. Dynasty bro, Vic, you go. I'm going to go last. All right. Dynasty Bros FF. So of course we show you how to dominate your fantasy football leagues, but we also show you, you know how to dominate in real life. So um, you know, I just want to say faith and common sense can coexist. So just you know, let those coexist. Let them be organic and uh, get your get your gummy vitamins, man. Get your gummy vitamins. So take your vitamin C gummies. Take your men's gummy vitamins if you're a woman. Take your women gummy vitamins. Boost your immune systems. Get yourself an edge. Take your Viagra too, man. If you need that, so. <laughs> I, I don't need that. At least not not now. But. Seven more years. Yeah. Oh my god. That's cool. That's cool. Oh I keep that in mind. Seven more years. I'm good. That was but, so bad. The brother right there. Oh, I'm pointing at the wrong one. Hold on. He, he took his. He, yeah. Up, up there. There we go. He took his earpiece out. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm listening to music, man. I'm just getting uh, uh-huh. yeah. hey, but <laughs> I just want to say thank y'all for letting us hit on, you know, this Jordan doc. You know, Jordan means a lot to the culture. So we thought it was important to give him his flowers since, you know, he's still here. So he deserved his moment, even in the fantasy football world. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, only thing I will say is why these cities and everything is opening back up these stores for the people who were behind and didn't do nothing productive yet. Instead of going out, doing a whole bunch of shit you don't need to be doing, take your time to find you a fucking hobby or something, you know, become an entrepreneur, business, something to make you some extra money instead of going to go spend it, instead of going out here risking your health for no reason. Find you some time to sit down in the house a little bit more and do something productive, man. That's what I would like to say and end with. You know, we got free time, man. Do something good with it. What have you done today to better yourself? Man, I got one. That is awesome. I got one last plug for us, and then it's all you. Hey, we got um, we got a, a former Pacer who's going to be on our show next Tuesday. Um, former Pacer Eddie Gill. <laughs> Who is Ooh. their one of their um, sign live reporting staff, media staff? Yeah. He is going to be on our show on Tuesday, next next Tuesday. We're going to talk to him about the reopenings of basketball and some of the things affecting you know the culture of basketball. So, hey, be sure Give to follow. Time. Give everybody a time. Give everybody a time. They need to know. Uh, next Wednesday, seven thirty, Wednesday night live. Eastern Indianapolis time. So be sure to follow Black and White Sports on Facebook. And I uh, will post that to our Facebook group as well. That way you guys can follow that. So make sure you follow the Facebook group, Dynasty Bros. FF Podcast. Follow Black and White Sports on Facebook as well. I know, man. Hey, and like Vic said, thank y'all for coming on again, man. I can't wait for all the future endeavors that we'll be involved in. Hey, our people, y'all people, the fans, they're going to love everything we got going on, man. So I'm so excited. So uh, appreciate y'all, man. We cannot wait either and especially being football season <laughs> all right and on that note we are out dj but walk us out man all right y'all be good out here man y'all stay up y'all stay good we go we going home i'm about to get it jumping over here i don't know about y'all but let's go turn it off please. let's turn it up all right Fuck them.